Heidi ho, neighborinos. Wow, that happened. Yeah, so. <laughs> Greg's a little starstruck right now. Shut but, up. But uh, my name is Alan. And I'm Greg. And this is Two Bad Neighbors. And uh, we have a very special episode for you today. Um, we have been taking a little hiatus. Uh, we had just finished season three. You know, so, you know what I uh, discovered? It was like a month. We were gone for like a month. Yeah, about a month. Yeah. Almost exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there was... Uh, Christmas and then New Year's and, and then you had I got a new job arrested. and I got arrested for yeah. laundering in that job or yeah money laundering money money laundering no um, it wasn't a laundry I didn't work at a laundry no yeah place. how's um how's your trial going my trial is uh, long and uh, painful you can't Thanks speak for too much about what's going on I cannot on. no are you doing a public defender or did you manage to hire I, a lawyer I hired a pretty high profile lawyer yeah. I don't want to name who it is okay. but uh, it rhymes with uh, Blackie Miles. So, oh, yeah. okay. I don't, I don't follow law. Jackie Childs, he he did the O.J. Simpson. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you charged for murder too? I, I didn't say I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I got him to defend me. Does he doesn't only do murder cases? I was just I assumed. I don't know. I I don't know much about law either. Um, Ooh, we should yeah. hire my sister. Is she is she a lawyer? Well, she's becoming one. Well, then I won't hire her until she is one. Well, by the time this is all over, you might be able to. What is all over? Justice. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we have a very special episode for you today. Um, like I said, we were on a hiatus, and we're uh, coming back with season four right away. Um, however, we... Kind of. <laughs> kind of right away. Well, after We talk the, a lot about after, season four. No, I'm saying episode. we're going to start doing season four after this episode. Right, Try okay. and keep up, Greg. Sure, gotcha. Um, <laughs> just let me do the talking, will okay. you? Okay. You get the stars out of your eyes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about season four right away. Uh, but uh, for this episode, it's going to be a kind of what we call a preview, a season four preview. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for this is we uh, we happen to get ourselves a very very special guest. Sure did. We've been kind of teasing this for a while now. Sure and, have. Because uh, <laughs> we weren't entirely sure it was actually going to happen. Had no idea. Yeah, we were a little worried. Uh, it was suggested to us. Thought it would be a pipe dream. Actually happened. Actually so. happened. So he uh, he just left yep. our, our boathouse studios. Correct. And uh, we had a good talk with him. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of good uh, stuff brought up. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's. How do you think it went? I think it went fine. Yeah, I did too. He seemed like he was enjoying himself. He seemed very verbose and and enjoyed talking, uh, which is exactly what we needed. Yeah, because I didn't want it to be all us talking. That's absolutely. For sure. um, <laughs> I you know I definitely got times where I wanted to contribute to what he was saying, and then I realized, nope, just let him just let him do it. Mm-hmm. He's he's smarter than me. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I felt like we were both able to keep up. Yeah, which is. Yeah, I don't Something. think there, I don't think there's ever a time where we're just like, uh, I don't know what that means, yeah, or anything like that. Um, that made me feel good. Yeah, it helps that we've we've read his book, slash listened to his book many times. Yeah. Um, for those that still don't know what we're talking about, Chris Turner, uh, who is an author, a journalist, um, and a public speaker, I believe uh, he does he does some speaking about uh, about the uh, environment and whatnot. He's a big. Uh, uh, Fan of fan of the environment, as I'm sure we all are, and a big um, Simpsons fan. 
big Simpsons fan, and he wrote this uh, this this big book called Planet Simpson. In two, it was published in two thousand four, and uh, it basically goes through the uh, creation, the inception, the um, the long story history of the Simpsons, and then it starts to kind of talk about characters in general, like Homer, Bart, Lisa, Marge, Mr. Burns, Quimby, Wiggum. Um, Apu, Apu, uh, Troy McClure, mm-hmm. um, and and what they kind of represent for the show. Um, it gets very in depth and very interesting, and uh, it's it's a great great read. So we, we highly recommend anyone who is a Simpsons fan to check it out. Um, now he did mention as well he is going to uh, gift us with uh, with some copies of his book that we'll be able to give away to our listeners. So uh, keep an ear out for that. Yeah, we'll figure out how to give them away. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have some like contests or yeah. things like that, and yeah. and we'll we'll get them get them in your paws, your your stinky little paws. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're maybe don't they smell insult fine. anyone. I, well, <laughs> I was trying to do a Planet of the Apes thing. It failed. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad we saved this for after. Me too. Um, I, I didn't, we didn't plan it out. Well, we, we did plan it out, but like the hour before he arrived, we planned it out. And so before that, I wasn't sure how things were going to go, but I think it was the right choice to just, you know, when he's here, let's just go right into talking to him and not do our usual bullshit, yep. which, uh, speaking of which got to do a little segment called, how have you been? Yeah. How have we been? Because I have not spoken to Greg since the last time we were on a podcast That's together. That's true. Pretty much. That's true. <laughs> uh, we saw each other at Simpsons Trivia. Briefly. Briefly. Um, but I just came in to pinch hit and then That's got the true. F out and of there. And he left, yeah. yeah. Uh, he gave us uh, definitely one point that we wouldn't have gotten. That's right. Um, and then uh, definitely helped with the last round as well. Definitely contributed to us getting the highest score of all time at Woohoo at Classic Simpsons Trivia Calgary. Calgary chapter, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're pretty proud of that. We got uh, 48 and a half out of 50. So we missed one question and got half points for one of them. Yeah, yeah. I still think that the half point one was a little bit of bullshit. But uh, that's just me. Okay. Do you know which one it was? Did I have no idea. Out? No, I can't. So the late. question was uh, when Homer locks Maggie in the newspaper uh, machine mm-hmm. in 22 short films, excuse me, uh, what is the headline that he sees which forces him to want to buy the newspaper? Okay. Do you recall what the headline was? I do not, no. So the headline is Helms Calls for Donut Tax. Now, our team wrote Helms Proposes Donut Tax. Oh, bullshit. And that was half a point. Um, I understand they were looking for verbatim, but I feel like getting Helms and Donut Tax is enough for a full point. Because Donut Tax, I would understand if you just got Donut Tax, that's half a point. In that case, the word proposes and calls are synonymous. Exactly. And Helms was something that Janelle pulled out that I never would have thought of. No, that's crazy. I knew it had something to do with a Donut Tax, but I knew it was Me too. Yeah, I knew it was Donut Tax, and that was all I could contribute to that question. And Janelle's like, I think it's Helms. I think it's like Helms, like a specific person. I think it's Helms. I don't know why that's in my brain. I think it's Helms. And she was right. Nailed it. So anyway, we still, I mean... I'm complaining for no reason, really, because we fucking nailed it. But yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm just you know, I'm, been still, I'm still reaching for that rainbow yeah. of uh, fifty out of fifty. So yeah. next time, next time. Um, I went to Mexico. You went to Mexico? Yeah, down Mexico did way. Did I not tell you that? No, really? I don't, well, Sounds maybe like something I would say. Mm. 
It sounds like something you'd say to your real friends, not your podcast fair enough. friend. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is all a lie. Now, <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I went to, uh, went to Mexico, went to Cozumel. Have you ever been? Cause of Mel. Cozumel. Cozumel. Yeah, it's an Casa, island. Casa de Mel? It's off the coast Mel's of uh, Cancun. Never been to either of those places. Melrose Place. Melrose Place. I've yeah. been there. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, no, this is... Too, uh, too much Too much seedy relationship issues. It's there. an island paradise. Oh. Yeah. Um, so you had a good time? Sure. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Here's the one thing I'm not a big fan of about Mexico. Sand. No. The people. No. Nope. <laughs> now, it's the fact that it's so humid that you can never get dry. You're, and you feel like you're breathing water. You feel like you're breathing water. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, my computer almost died because of the humidity. Huh. So they don't make them for Mexico. No, they don't. Weather, evidently, <laughs> evidently. So <laughs> take that, Steve Jobs. Yeah. So I was, um, I was, I was a little bummed about that, but then I decided, hey, if I can't get dry, I'll just go in the ocean. So I just swam in the ocean. I met a sea turtle. You met one? Yes. What was his name? Charles. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Did Are you still friends? Uh, no. No. I added him on Facebook. He has yet to add me. Oh, uh, that's rough. So, well, you might, was... you might be busy. You might not have seen... Turtles are slow. Or he like saw it. He was browsing Facebook as you added him, and he saw the friend request. He's like, well, I can't accept it right away, because then I'll look like a loser. And so he just like hit it, and he forgot about it. Right. I've done that. Sure. I also got a board game. That's you showed me. It's yeah. Marco Polo or something. Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't opened it yet. Nope. <laughs> because I'm going to let you read the instructions and teach me how to play oh, good. it. Good. <laughs> so glad you gifted that to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying keep it. Oh, I just get to teach you and yep. then you keep it. Yeah. I see. Exactly I see the, right. I see how our relationship is. Good. <clears throat> good. Was that all you've done in the month we've been apart? I mean there was Mexico. That's notable, was, I should say. There was, yeah. I'm sure you've done many other yeah, things. Like, oh, uh, New Year's. Like, I, you probably have a great New Year's story because you went to Neto's uh, swallow bicycle thing. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we went snorkeling on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, met a couple of uh, people from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And this they, is in Mexico? This is in Mexico. Gotcha. Uh, and so after we were done snorkeling, they were like, you should come to an all-inclusive place for uh, New Year's. Oh, they were drunk um, when you talked to them. Yep. Okay. And um, we were like, yeah, we'll do that. And so New Year's Eve festivities start rolling around, and we're like, we should just try that. We should just go. Yeah. And then we went uh-huh. and immediately met them. And they were like, you should come have drinks with us. Let's go. It's like, find some paraphernalia. <laughs> so we just stole random New Year's paraphernalia. and um, Wait, what? From where? From tables. Oh, like they had it ready to go. Yeah. Like oh, I thought you meant like you went to a store and just started makers. stealing things. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so we wouldn't look out of place. And then we went up to the bar and we're like, give us some tequila, old sport. Vomit. <laughs> And then uh, they did, and we, after you vomited, we they drank. still gave you some. We drank a lot. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I didn't actually vomit. Oh, okay, I was doing the Patton Oswalt thing. I, I get it. Yeah, um, but yeah, we totally crashed an all inclusive. Nice. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How was your New Year's? Uh, it was great. Yeah, we went to the Swallow Bicycle Party. It was uh, it was a rocking good time. Uh, you know, saw a burlesque sh- burlesque routine. 
and uh, Christian Hansen performed, and DJ Goodward spun, and everyone danced and was merry, and then uh, went to Charles' house after to party the night away to the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, I heard some people, like, were up late. Yeah, I, I left around 5 a.m., as I often do on New Year's. Word. Because I am a party animal. Yeah. And you can't stop me. Nope. Glad we cleared that up. All right. Or you are a party animal. Oh, that's correct also. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my name. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm just uh, settling into my new job, uh, manager of a uh, locked room. Um, right now I'm doing a lot of, uh, shadowing and learning and, uh, also helping with, uh, construction and design on the uh, new location in the South. Mm-hmm. So if there's any Calgary, uh, listeners who, uh, have done an escape room before or who have not done an escape room before, check the lockedroom.ca out and, uh, check out our locked rooms because they're a lot of fun. These I, things, yeah, these things can be quite, quite a lot of fun. I'm obsessed with them, yeah, which is I, why I got this job. Yeah. Um, I got tired of them. But I did three of them, and was I, the last one you did the one with me? Um, which one did we do together? Pirates? No. Which one was the pirates one? No, you didn't do pirates because no. I did that one recently. We did the Nintendo one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like Nintendo, and we did the wine cellar together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the only two we've done together? Yeah, that's the only oh, okay. two. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you did, you did another one later, I think, and that's when you told me you're like, I don't like them. Yeah. So maybe it's just because I wasn't there. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I like to believe that's the case. That could be it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, aside from that, things have been good. So. Uh, oh. Oh. I released an album. Oh. Since we last talked. That's right. Yeah. With your band. Yeah. The Left Behinds released an album. With your, with your little band. Yeah. It's called Hardly a Holiday. It's available <laughs> on iTunes. Check it out. Yeah. If you like uh, indie folk rock. That's right. So that's a good that's category a great for it. category for great. it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's about it. So that's um, how have you been? Yeah, that's that's how have you been? And uh, should we just let the episode go to the uh, to the? Yeah, interview? so let's just let's just go let's let's bring Chris in and let's just talk to Chris. And uh, like I said, we, we had a great time talking to him. He had a lot of great things to say. Uh, you'll hear it. Um, we talk. Uh, we we try and go a little bit episode by episode about season four as a little preview for season four. I uh, I guess we could call it the lightning round of season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like just basically running through it and seeing uh, you know brief thoughts and jokes that we <laughs> that come to our minds with each one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we talked to him about his book. We talked to him about his uh, relationship with the Simpsons. Um, and we talk a little bit about current Simpsons. Um, uh, as predicted, he hasn't really watched them recently. Um, so we couldn't get too in depth into that, of course, but uh, but it is an interesting thing. He also talked talked to us about his daughter. Um, he has a ten year old daughter who's starting to get into The Simpsons. So that's an interesting side of a Simpsons fan that I'll probably never experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to have kids. There you um, go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's go to the the interview, and we'll 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 come back after, and we'll wrap things up. So uh, here's our chat with Chris Turner. Come gather round children, it's high time he learns About a hero named Homer and a devil named Burns We'll march till we drop the girls and the fellas We'll fight till the death or else fold like umbrellas So we'll march day and night by the big cooling tower They have the plans but we have the power. 
All right, so welcome to Boathouse Studios. Uh, my name's Alan. And I'm Greg. And we are the Two Bad Neighbors. Uh, we're here with a very special guest, uh, author of the book Planet Simpson, How a Cartoon Masterpiece Documented an Era and Defined a Generation. That's the full title. Chris Turner is here with us. Welcome, Chris. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, so we, do, we like to do a little thing with our guests here, uh, here at Two Bad Neighbors. It's a little segment we like to call, What's Your Story? And uh, so generally it's, uh, you know, um, what's your uh, relationship with The Simpsons? Uh, you know, how did you relate to them growing up? Um, do you have a favorite episode? I know a lot of this is covered in your book, but for our listeners who may not have read your book yet. Yes. Um, yes, yet, yeah. which they will well, after, they're do- <laughs> after we're done with them. We, are bo- we have both strongly endorsed the reading of your book several times That's right, on, yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so what's your story? What's your, right. uh, just a brief rundown of your background with Simpsons? Okay, uh, well, I, was, I uh, went to high school, actually, in northern Ontario, North Bay. And back in those days, hard <laughs> as it is to imagine, uh, you didn't get all the channels you wanted. We actually didn't right. get Fox yep. on, on, on our cable package when, when the Simpsons first started. So it was basically just this rumor. Uh, this thing that was like on the cover of Rolling Stone and all that kind of thing, and people talking about how great, and, and the kids out there really can't imagine, you could not otherwise access a thing. There was right, no right. other way to get a hold of Simpsons, Simpsons episode unless you knew somebody was like, you know, recording them on VHS and bringing them to your house or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'd never seen it until, until university, and my starting university coincided with, in fact, season four, which I oh, guess right we're, on. we're talking about. So yeah. I, I, I think I had seen a little bit uh, of season three. Okay. But then I sort of started university, and, and, and it was just this huge thing that everyone talked about on campus, and you know you would not miss an episode to save your life kind of thing every single... at that uh, Was it that time there were Thursdays, and then they moved to Sundays, I think. Yeah, it was Thursday nights. Oh, yeah. Um, so people would watch it before they went out for the, the evening to the, the pub or whatever, and, and or at the pub, even. Yeah. You describe, a, you describe an instance in your book uh, at, a, at a certain pub where mm-hmm. you're watching the episode Selma's Choice. Selma's Choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess like Alan and I are I'm 26. Okay. Alan I'm 30. Yeah, is I'm over an the hill. old man. <laughs> um <laughs> I guess the the whole idea that I'm trying to get to is like what was it like experiencing the Simpsons golden age firsthand? Well, first of all, we had an onion tied to our belt which was a style. <laughs> I'm saying um no, it was like well, the, and that was the thing was it really was this completely unexpected thing. It, mm-hmm. th- there was no precedent for Really, really smart cartoons of uh, satirical shows aimed at at, at, a, at an, a grown up audience. People my age all grew up on Saturday morning cartoons, the vast majority of which were appallingly poor, <laughs> formulaically written, sure. churned yeah. out to just sell cereal and, and action figures. Uh, and suddenly there was this this cartoon that what you know initially that's what people thought it was, and there mm-hmm. was this this whole sort of thing around Barbie and the Bad Boy or whatever. But it turned out to be this incredibly brilliant satire that we all know and love today. University kids were kind of figuring that out first, so it was a huge thing. Okay, it was as big as any particular you know band or movie or anything else going on in in sort of pop culture at the time. The Simpsons was as big as that or bigger, in part because there was a new one every week. You could trade lines, all this sort of stuff. So it was a huge thing. Uh, remained a huge thing all through you know sort of my early mid twenties mm-hmm. uh, to the point where you know I'm sure there were some years in there where I had friends I spoke to almost exclusively in Simpsons lines like it was just oh yeah you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah remains yeah. that but you yeah know, it was an extraordinary vernacular to trade back and forth mm-hmm. um, so that was I mean I, I was initially a fan and then became a magazine writer I was living in Toronto starting my magazine career at a magazine called Shift which is now defunct but was sort of a pop culture technology magazine. And they wanted an essay for their 10-year 
anniversary issue that was like the way it was described to me is you know we want to tie together you know ten years in the life of a culture in the, of the culture what's happened over the last ten years and I said to the editor you know the only way to do that is Simpsons quotes it's <laughs> the only thing that covered everything that's happened in the last ten yeah. years so it was sort of the the kind of conceit of the thing. And that turned into a cover story for Shift that turned into an agent approaching me that turned into a book deal. And then for a while there, I was the guy who, you know, you you got in touch with if you wanted someone to spout random Simpsons knowledge on your <laughs> radio or television show. Uh, nice. Not so much anymore, but that, that was there was a couple of years there. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, what are you uh, What are you into now? I understand you're an economist. Is that no, no? I'm no? A, I'm a, I'm still a journalist, still a, a journal- writer. Okay. I've written a, a handful of books on climate change and energy okay. and sustainability. Uh, I you write for a range of publications. I write books. Uh, ran for parliament a couple of years ago. Uh, that was kind of crazy. Uh, here in Calgary at a oh at really a, yeah a, a, a by election. It was a federal by election. Oh wow. All right. Um, so yeah, so you know, range of stuff, but you know, The Simpsons has always been, you know, remained a, a touchstone. Uh, I now have a ten-year-old daughter who started watching Simpsons DVDs that I had around the house when probably she was five or six, and she now is she's like basically kind of reimmersing me. She'll kind of come up to me just out of nowhere and fire a line at me, and I'll have to try <laughs> and remember, you know, which we've got to. She tests first. you. <laughs> well, pretty much, well, she, she figures I know it all. Yeah, which yeah. at the time I did, but now like she's we've got like the DVDs right up into like season thirteen or fourteen, and some of those episodes I don't, you know, she'll oh yeah pull out a line from them, and I'm like I, I don't know what that yeah. I'm even I'm even leery after, and we talk about this sometimes after season nine. Like yeah. post season nine, I'm uh, someone will reference something and I'll be like, "Oh," and they're like, "Come on, it's Simpsons," and I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, only, I have a certain bar- barometer." There was that period, yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and that was, I mean, it perfectly uh, coincided with the time that I was in undergrad when you have a lot of time to watch and rewatch TV shows mm-hmm. and you know yep. basically analyze them to death. Yeah, uh, this was just one of the probably one of the first things I ever did on the internet. When we finally was, and it wasn't until I think my second or third year of university we actually had internet accounts as part of being at university. And I were remember, you active on the fo- like the Simpsons? I forums? was never active, but I remember mm. like we would look stuff up because you would hear references, right. and you'd be like, I remember the the one that stands out for me is Rory Calhoun in, the, <laughs> in yeah. t- uh, 2001 Greyhounds. All the, <laughs> yeah. all the all the all the little Rory Calhouns, and and we were all looking at each other like, who the hell is Rory yeah, who, Calhoun? What guy? is that even a reference to? <laughs> the guy so, who's always standing, standing and walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, standing and walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so going to you know the library because we didn't have internet in our house at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you know, researching using the non-graphical browser, the Archie and Veronica, or whatever the hell it was, this ancient <laughs> search engine to find what was Who, then the early yeah. sort of sort of alt fan Simpsons, where they had all the references cataloged right. and all that sort of stuff. So, so. did you have a similar? Because we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. Uh, for us, anyway, growing up with the Simpsons. Um, a lot of the references on The Simpsons we saw on The Simpsons before we saw in real life. Uh, for me, a big example is The Godfather. A lot of The mm. Godfather references they make in the show. I had never seen the movie The Godfather until like maybe five years ago. Right. <laughs> and so I see the movie The Godfather and all these things, and I'm like, oh, that's what they were parodying in The Simpsons. Did you have a lot of those as well? Or I would it? say kind of probably a bit more split. Yeah. Uh, so some of those say like something like The Shining, for example, which right. is, I'd seen The Shining. You know, it was the the movie that absolutely terrified you, and you couldn't right. you know, couldn't go into your bedroom when it was dark <laughs> when you were like fourteen because you rented it, you know, you know, from the video store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and thinking that it would just be another schlocky, you know, Friday the Thirteenth type schlockfest kind of thing, and it's actually like deep psychological horror and scares mm-hmm. you forever. Um, <laughs> so, so some oh, of yeah. that stuff, some of that stuff we knew, and some of it you would see the reference and then think, you know, like some of the Hitchcock mm-hmm. stuff I hadn't seen 
Uh, I don't think I'd seen the birds when they first made the, right. the, the bird. I, you kind of knew daycare. this is a reference to the Hitchcock movie, The Birds, without yeah. ever having actually seen the scene and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, there was a lot of things where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a reference to something. I just don't know what it is. But it's still funny. And what I uh, what I really appreciate about The Simpsons brand of uh, referencing is that it usually does stand well enough within the show that it's not reliant on the reference for it yeah. to be funny. Uh, the biggest example I can think of is the Clockwork Orange parody with the cupcakes um, when Bart is uh, being conditioned not to want cupcakes anymore. Um, I don't know if you recall this one. I do. In, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but he, he reaches up to get the cupcakes and they're shaped like women's breasts, which at the time I had no idea. <laughs> right. But uh, of course, when I saw the Clockwork Orange, and he, there's a very similar scene, of course. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, okay. It's, that's a direct reference to it. It's not just a, a really well-made... Uh, I've seen, but yep. yeah. And then uh, I'd say, I, 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 as soon as you mentioned that, I thought of the the one where the where Santa's little helper is being programmed to be an, with an, the, an angry dog with yep. the eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, you don't need to know, and and it's been a good test of that. Actually, you watch it with a ten year old; she doesn't get right. any of the references, but still thinks it's a hilarious show. It holds together, you know. Like you, you, if you miss the fact that you know, like you don't need to know who Ayn Rand is to find right. the, the Ayn Rand School for Tots hilarious, yeah. uh, it turns out. It helps if you it, know. Yeah, it does. It's, it's got yeah. the layers where, you know, the more you know, the more funny the joke can be. But and I think that's why it uh, holds up on rewatch, mm. right? Of course, that's why it holds up on rewatch, because you can peel back all the layers, and the more you grow, the more you know. Um, exactly. I did just, just like they say on those And that really was, I mean, yeah. that was part of what made it such a fascinating thing. Uh, particularly, the, so the university, I went to Queen's University, uh, when it was on Thursday nights. So you'd watch it on Thursday night, and then there was one campus pub that would replay it on Friday afternoons. The, 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 the People would sort of go you know, early Friday afternoon and, and re-watch it. Mm-hmm. And it was the fr- like previous sitcoms did not have much in the way of layers and referencing. and like, yep. there, was, there was no re- you know, repeated viewings of family ties weren't going to bring you <laughs> yeah. a whole yeah. lot more nuance. Or that was part of it. Uh, that's now ubiquitous. And, and mm-hmm. all, all, you know, any comedy or drama with its salt will do this sort of layering and referencing and that sort of thing. But really, The Simpsons was among the, the pioneer. And, yeah. and, and so the, the fact that, that, you know, it had this giant internet fan base that was, you know, cataloging every single thing yeah. and deciding, you know, was that actually a reference <laughs> to Clockwork Orange or was that just a, you know, kind of coincidental choice of camera angle or whatever that nothing yeah. had been worth doing that with. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. Prior, so. That always fascinated me at, like hearing about the the Simpsons uh was it altnet or whatever Simpsons dot altnet. Alt there was well there was alt.fan.simpsons I think right, was the big right. one that turned into snpp.com right. which was which still... when I was writing the book that was my because even then, right, the, the, they were just starting to come out on DVD. So I think I right. had the first six or seven seasons on DVD when yep. I was writing the book, but no more. Mm-hmm. So I would have to, you know, I had a couple of, you know, homemade, you know, videotapes of yeah. fill of episodes. But I would, if I couldn't remember something, I'd, ha- I'd just have to go, go to, to the their, website and yeah, they'd yeah. have it all cataloged. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah, that was like when I found out about that, I was I was fascinated because it's 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 crazy how the fan base was able to do that in yeah. that time because the internet was still very new slash not around at all for most people. So. Well, they started using it exactly for what it was made for. There you go. That's you right. See. Sharing, registering, obsessive fandom, and sharing information. Yeah, well, and, and, and their disgust. Well, and, and picking ridiculous fights that go nowhere. Of course, yeah. and taking them way too seriously, and trolling. Yes. and worst episode ever. Yeah. Yep, first yeah. worst episode ever, ever. I believe was in season, early in season three. That, not that was surprising. the first time I remember. Look, I think that's where it was. But was it the but, auto show? Well, I don't know. <laughs> 
I, I can't remember, but it was absolutely an episode where you're like, that. not only was that not the worst episode ever, that's one of the ones that's like stu- stood the test of time. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can find all through season four, which I consider pretty much masterpiece front to back. You will find, oh, there's, oh that was detractors, you know, yeah. mediocre at best. And, you know, and you're just like, God, there's no pleasing something. <laughs> you should just like, it's just like, would you say that now? <laughs> Here's an episode of season 26. Yeah. yeah. Here's the Enjoy. best episode of season 26. Versus the worst of season four. Yes. <laughs> take your pick. Take yeah. your pick. <laughs> I have not seen any of season 26. I will take your word for it that it does not hold up. Yeah. and yeah. Well, and actually, that's something I wanted to ask you about is that, uh, so in your book, you, you define three kind of very distinct periods in the Simpsons uh, episode uh, yeah. structure, the, the beginning or the early years, for lack of a better term, uh, the golden years, of course, and then mm. the long plateau. Mm. Um, I uh, have... I've always, basically since I read your book, uh, subscribed to that idea that it's, you know, it's mm. it hit its peak, and then it, it didn't necessarily hit a low point, but it definitely just didn't go any further than decent. Um, <laughs> but now, um, I, I, I and maybe you haven't uh, kept up with it uh, at all, which is fine, but uh, if you have any idea of what could possibly be, if there's a new era of The Simpsons, if it's, because uh, you, you hear a lot of people who say, you know, oh, it's gotten a lot better, or like it's almost back to its classic. Uh, I have heard that, but see no evidence of it. Yeah. Uh, and there is that zombie Simpsons argument. Have you seen the zombie Simpsons I've argument? Not. This is basically, the, like, it's kind of a kind of a cheeky internet thing, and I'm, I'm going to mess it up, and someone's <laughs> going to listen to this and write to me. And say, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore, yeah. old man. And if you um, want to, you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I think the argument is basically like, in, in, if I'm, I'm going to mangle it badly, so I may as well just say, but basically the idea that the Simpsons actually ended mm. and this is now this, this, this afterlife undead Simpsons that can't right. be killed, that <laughs> simply goes through the motions every week. And have no fear. We'll have, we have stories for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that, that is, I mean, every now and then, like I've seen clips, like mm-hmm. they're, they've done some openings that are brilliant and, oh, yeah. and one-off jokes and things like that. But I have not personally seen a single episode that i would you know put in the same it's not even the same show as, oh yeah as, i agree as the, the you know the sort of you know seasons roughly three through i did a i did was. a um attempt to watch through every single episode of the simpsons uh, a couple of years ago i had only seen up to maybe season 14 or so mm-hmm. um and i started just watching all of them and if you asked me to name an episode in the probably about ten seasons that I watched in that span, I couldn't. I couldn't name one. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a couple like jokes I, I remember, but not because they were good, but because they were so like terribly like weird or like over overtly sexual. Mm. Um, there's some really weird jokes in, in the newer seasons. I can mainly remember certain incredibly impressive guests. They've, I mean, like because they've got sure. yeah. things like Thomas Pynchon, who's not yeah. appeared in public right. anywhere, yep. but has been on The Simpsons. Yep, um, <laughs> I remember Tony that, Blair yeah. while he was Prime Minister. That's, right, that, that's yeah. a pretty good get as a. Yeah, uh, but the episodes aren't memorable. Like you don't. No. Go, and, oh wow! Did that? And what, what an amazing episode they built around mm-hmm. Thomas Pynchon. Yeah, and it's you know there's always and we talk about it a lot. There's always theories on why it's not good anymore and all this stuff. But I think a big reason is just the the writers aren't there anymore. Yeah, well, and then, I mean it's very hard to. I mean no one's good all the time. Exactly, and, you uh, can't keep the magic going forever. Yeah. And they've and I mean really <laughs> the, the, the actually here's a here's here's the harshest critique. My ten year old and this probably would have been almost two years ago now. So she, let's say she was eight at the time. Had gotten heavy into The Simpsons, did not realize it was a thing that was still on TV. 
So, and then found out. And I said, okay, well, we'll watch the next new one. And we got 10 minutes in. We went to the first commercial break. And she said, can we just watch one of the old DVDs? This isn't the same. Hmm. And I said, well, why don't you like it? She said, oh, the characters are all wrong. Hmm. And that, that was for her. Yeah. It was just like, that's not the same bunch of characters. An eight-year-old determined that. Yes. Yeah. She's very smart. She is. <laughs> obviously. Yes. Um, and she's very correct. They are. They're, they're not, it's not the same show. They're not the same characters. And even the voices aren't there. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one I saw was a season 27 episode. It was the Halloween episode. Um, not, not the, the Halloween, House. Not the Treehouse of Horror episode, but they actually did like a Halloween episode. A canon episode. Halloween episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Marge, want- Julie Kavner, was, did not sound like Marge anymore. Hmm. Um, yeah. She sounds so different. She sounds like a different person. And Homer, too. Like, Homer's oh, very... Yeah. Homer is, is even more exaggerated yeah. now. And it's like, um, somewhere, sometime after the movie, Dan Castellaneta forgot how to do Homer's voice. Hmm. And in the episode, this is an episode that we both watched, um, mostly because I read a review of it that really praised it. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, it's a good episode again. Um, it wasn't, spoiler alert. But uh, <laughs> I could see where the reviewer was coming from, but there was just something missing. And I think... They they really tried to get back to like kind of the heart of the Simpsons. It was a it was like a Homer and a Lisa story, like like them together, which right. are some of the greatest episodes of the series. Um, Lisa's Pony, Lisa's Substitute, um, the, uh, Lisa the Vegetarian, Lisa the Vegetarian, yeah. Um, but it just yeah, just even when in the moment where you could tell this is supposed to be like the heartfelt moment between father and daughter, his voice was just like weirdly cartoony. Like yep. there was no emotion, no truth to it anymore, and yeah. I think that's a big reason. But. That might have something to do with the direction. Could be. It might have something to do with the acting, the writing, all of the above. Yeah. I'm going to say, and that's, yeah. Um, so I guess thanks for telling us your story. Yeah. All right. Um, Happy to. Oh, one more thing, and this yeah. is to set the record straight. Uh, what do you classify as the golden years? So oh, right. uh, of course. And I'm going to totally mess this up, and, and, and it's slightly different in the book. Somewhere in the middle of season three, yep. it, it takes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, right around Homer at the bat. Not necessarily yes. right there, but very close to there. Yep. And then all the way through to around season eight or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the terrible Armin Tantarian? That's that season a, nine. Okay. That's at the end of Sec- season nine. Second so that's, season, that's no second episode second of season episode? nine. Yeah. That okay. was where you were. You knew clearly something yep. you know had gone off the rails. There <laughs> might have been previous signs of it, but that was just. And even that has like some really great bits. It's yeah. just overall, it was. Oh yeah, like the that episode and, is is yeah. funny. Like yeah. I, th- I think it's very funny. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just a weird kind of like you said shift in tone. Yeah. That is just uh, stunty. It doesn't really hold together. And like weirdly yeah. obviously changing the canon but trying to ignore that they changed it and so it's this weird balancing act they try to do where it's like, "Oh yeah, no, Principal Skinner is a fraud. His real name is Armin Tenzarian." But then in the ep- end of the episode, we'll go back to the normal and yeah. no one we'll will just ever pretend mention that never it again. happened. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and "What I was believe, the point of doing that then?" <laughs> was it the one that Hank Azaria basically said as they were like at the at the reading room level like, "Yep, you can't do this. Yep. This is oh, yeah. this is wrong." This yeah, is, he's like we, He's like, you can't do this to this character. <laughs> this is yeah. a stupid idea. Yeah. And uh, even in, if you listen to the DVD commentary for this episode, I think uh, whoever it was, either the showrunner or one of the writers, uh, the very first thing they say in that episode is like, this is the episode we decided to ruin the show. Uh, <laughs> so they know. They were aware that this yeah. was like oh, a Probably weird... was Scully who said that. Mike Scully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that because that was the thing. Like Mike Scully took over as showrunner for season nine, yeah. and that's why a lot of people think that's the end of the Golden Age. Well, he takes they, over. They, I, think, I think Scully is unfairly... Chastised oh, of course. for ruining yes. the show. Well, so um, the, the showrunners are like like managers in baseball. Everything's either their genius or their exactly. Fault. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, it's more complex. <laughs> um, it's also it's more complex than that, of course. And also, 
Mike Scully is a a golden god compared to Al Jean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bingo. Um, so, so you're looking to get a lot of freebies from the from the current. <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. A bunch yeah. of them. yeah. <laughs> We're really hoping Al Jean guests one day. Yeah, <laughs> there's an open invitation. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you. But why you ruin the show? Um, yeah. <laughs> No, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what's your story. Uh, we have a uh, I, Greg. You said there's a there's a news item you want to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to do the intro? Yeah. Simpsons Newsreel 2016. <laughs> we, it's 2016 now. Yeah. Yeah. S- see how I caught myself. Uh, I saw a little article. Um, apparently, Matt Groening is going to create a show for Netflix. All right. Oh. An, an animated show for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? <laughs> there's, no other... lit- there's literally no information okay, about it, right. but he's signed a deal. He's creating a show for Netflix, a 13-episode season. Now, the question is... It's it, going to be animated. Is it graining by himself? or like, Which is a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did he come up with the idea in the waiting room before he met with Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> What's, and the other thing, too, because this is the end. You, you guys may agree with me or not, but graining's not the, the guiding genius behind it. Oh, no. No, he never has been. No. But he, but, you know, he also, you know, Futurama was it turned into a very good show. So yeah. He, he obviously brings something... You know, or brings the right people along. He, yeah, like it's uh, well, it's almost like it the George Lucas syndrome, where he's good at like thinking up ideas, but like executing them, he I needs think, other creative people to help with. I think Matt Groening is um, a, a, an example of the George Lucas um, model working effectively, right? right? Because he's because like he's he's taking all of these people, and it's just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let, I'm coming up with this great thing. I'm not going to be able to sustain it. Right. You guys, you guys do it. it. Well, Sam Simon. not out there. David you know, X. Cohen. Well, when he's not out there, you know, writing terrible scripts and insisting that they're good, yeah. and, and making people read them. Uh, you know, clearly he's willing to. So, I mean, presumably, if you're Matt Groening, you get a lot of control when you go to Netflix and say, mm. "I yeah, want to do this. I want to make a show." Uh, yeah. You know, my guess is he'll probably take some some people who he deems worthy yeah. and like do a three-man development team just like he did with The Simpsons and yeah. with well, um, I mean, fu- Futurama. And, yeah, when you think about it, Futurama just ended its fourth time getting canceled <laughs> recently, yeah. right? So <laughs> so clearly he's he's still got to be in cahoots with some writers that he that mm-hmm. he uh, yeah. likes. And so it wouldn't be surprising if a lot of writers from Futurama came into this show. But, yeah. Uh, which can be good. I mean, uh, I don't know so if I you... won't I won't prejudge. Is, yeah. There's yeah. my, my yeah. final word. I, I am... I, certainly if... if Given that the the you know the the cost of watching it is is you know five clicks on my remote, yeah. I'm willing to watch. <laughs> I'm already subscribed. So, comes yeah. up with. Uh, <laughs> I'll and, give it a and, shot, yeah, and then if I don't like it, I don't have to watch anymore. It's, that's the beauty no, of Netflix yeah. <laughs> or television in general. Yeah. yeah. So that's my Simpsons newsreel. Great. There you go. I just stumbled across that um, after they announced that Jessica Jones was getting a second season. Ah. Woo! Hooray! I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Um, great. Uh, so, um, we, uh, we did plan to talk about season four a bit as, uh, that, that is, uh, yeah. what we're, uh, about to be talking about in depth, uh, with this podcast. We so, can call this a preview edition, yeah, right? Yeah, pre- preview of season four. Yeah. So you're um, just starting season four in the, yeah, in, in so, the chronology? Yeah, so we just yeah. finished yeah. season three right before Christmas. Uh, we, we're taking a break and this is going to be our big, uh, return to, to weekly format, Return hopefully. to glory. That's, yes, go. that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so season four, uh, I know you have mentioned uh, that you think it's a, a masterpiece. Uh, Greg, I know you also said it's a masterpiece. 
no no bad episode in the, in the season, right? I think I've gone on record saying you, that. You have gone yeah. on record saying that. <laughs> um, uh, I you know looking at the the episode list, I I mostly agree, but I think there I think as we go through, there might be you might change your tune on some of them. I don't know. I don't know. But, we'll see, uh, Alex. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> But yeah, season four, uh, absolutely the golden the golden age is here. Yeah. Um, it has you know, come. We talked about as we went through season three. We talked a lot about how you know when when did it shift into the golden age in our minds? And you know, I always attested that pretty much all of season three is golden age. Um, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> there's at least two bad episodes in that season. I'd say um, Auto Show and When Flanders Failed. Would be the two that when stick out in my brain. Is, is, is a little weird. It's a yeah. weird one. Homer yeah. is weirdly mean in that episode. Yeah, yeah. So and I think they were still, we... and you can still see that they were still getting a feel for the characters. Flanders, yeah. I mean, no, not long before Flanders wasn't even necessarily a weird Christian. He was just right. That's he was right. Just nice a nice next door neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and the animation was still uh, the old. Uh, Klasky Chupo was that the original? Yeah, it would have been yeah. Klasky Chupo. And then so Film Roman, uh, Film Roman takes over officially in season four. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and you can see. I mean, the, the, yeah. the it's the, the animation's the, a bit the more Simpsons smooth and, look, and yeah. 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 But yeah, so um, but yeah, so season four comes, and uh, I mean, the first episode right out of the gate is Camp Krusty, which, which is, is top ten all time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's that mo- that episode's so good. Yeah, they were gonna make it the movie. That's right, yeah. That's how far back this movie goes. One of, yes. one of several episodes that were going to be a movie. <laughs> yes. Can I just, like, w- arguably the biggest missed opportunity is that you only move twice mm. for being made into the movie. Yeah. That was just done a full-length kind of Bond Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah. that was... Dude. Which is ultimately what they wound up kind of doing not so well. Yeah, yeah they, exactly, yeah. yeah. And they got Albert Brooks again. And, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they clearly wanted it to be reminiscent of that, but yeah. they fumbled the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Hard, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, it, I mean, they can't go back now, but like, yeah, I, I could have done with it just being Scorpio rather than this oh, yeah. other other guy. I, I would have been fine name. with it being a sequel to that episode. Yeah. Yep, a full length movie sequel with Hank Scorpio. Bring it on. Pick it up exactly <laughs> where they left off. Homer leaving while Hank Scorpio is fighting, to fighting the to government. Yeah, and he's the owner of the Denver Broncos now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> just don't understand football, March. <laughs> She doesn't. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Camp Krusty right out of the gate, and then the the second Street, one, Streetcar really, Named Marge, right, which, which is, is an, probably one of my top ten of all time. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely it's, very high. Anytime level. the Simpsons do a musical version of Blank is just the funniest thing, <laughs> and it's one of the other like Streetcar up there with like yeah the Planet of the Apes. Stop the Planet of the Apes. They want to get off. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. And, just, uh, and and I think there's more to it. Like, stop the point of the age, you don't get that much of it. Whereas you get to see most of, of in a way, Car, yeah. you feel like you've seen like the whole plot of Streetcar Named Yeah, Zion. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was certain growing up that this was a real thing, for, first of all. <laughs> I did 100%. not realize. Yeah, I did no, not I'm right there with you. Invented by the I Simpsons. embarrassed myself hard <laughs> in high school drama class. That's how long it took for yeah. me to figure out that. It does street. not end with a cheery song. No. <laughs> You can always depend on the kindness of strength. No, it doesn't end that way. And they don't end by shouting the name of the musical, Streetcar! (laughs) Which I I attest to this day is the best way to end any musical. It's just (laughs) shout the name of the musical. Uh, (laughs) The the one right after that is uh, Homer the Heretic. Right, Mm -hmm. Another great one. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, uh, his his like uh, his bathrobe, like that look with his grizzly slippers yeah. or whatever. That's like a, like an iconic Simpsons image in my brain because of this episode. He's peeing with the door wide open. Yeah, <laughs> and he's loving it. Yeah, um, you bet your sweet ass. 
<laughs> uh, but, Lisa the Beauty Queen. Yeah. yeah, Lisa the Beauty Queen. Which I would say is not quite to the standard of the... I mean, it's pretty, it's fine. It's just not... It's good. Uh, it's it's one of those, like I said, it's one of the like Homer-Lisa uh, relationship ones that is just a little, like, not as memorable as the, the big ones, of course. Still not going to say it's a bad episode. I no, oh, I never wasn't s- suggesting it. <laughs> We are, comparing it to, we are comparing it to Stone Cold I'm not saying you're going to find a bad no, episode. I'm saying that you're going to find one that's maybe mediocre. not going to say that this one is. Okay, good. I'm not going to say that any are, just I know. so well, you don't get the satisfaction. I shouldn't have said um, anything. Yeah, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? I think there's one episode in here that you will say that to. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, Treehouse of Horror 3. That's yeah. the uh, King Kong parody, oh, yeah. Dial Z for Zombie, and Clown, Clown Without, Clown Without Pity. Pity. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. The, other, the, the King Kong one is a little, almost too faithful to the I mean, it does have the great, um, you know, it's not, a, a, what's the, the Monster Island? Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that in the King uh, Kong? Ape Island or whatever? Ape, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. actually a, pen, a, yeah. a peninsula or whatever. Oh, no, that's a, that's a different one. I can, I, it's, oh, yeah, that's when yeah. she ima- Lisa imagines getting sentenced to, to uh, Monster, Monster Island. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he really meant is it's a peninsula. Yeah. yeah. It's when she, she gets like a, she imagines she's a, F or yeah. a, a B- or something, and she's like about to become president. And they're like, just a minute. Stop the inauguration. I think that's... I just found out a president elect. Got to be in... Lisa on ice. Could be, yeah. Where she that would like make sense. Oh, yeah, because yeah, and that's why she has yeah, to yeah. play hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, but, but so, a similar so, joke with this, where it's like so a very violent. good, but not all time, all time great. Yeah, yeah. of horror. I yeah, would, I would argue. Um, <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. Oh, fantastic! Classic. Absolutely, yeah. classic. One. We're yeah, we're yes. good with that. We're good with uh, that. <laughs> Marge gets a job. Um, I think that's a decent one, but again, it's not. I don't know if I'd I call it. See, a I, I'm, I'm a big fan of anything that's got a lot of burns. And that's a true. Lot of burns in that episode. So yeah, I'm, also, I'm, 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 I'm easy. You know, you get. You know, I, I believe that's the one where Smithers imagines the flying uh, through the window. Burns flying through oh, the yeah. window. Yeah. Uh, I th- maybe the first time they really got that far into the obvious. Yeah, they went really over it with it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Citizen snrub. <laughs> <laughs> Someplace far away. <laughs> yes, that'll do. Um, new kid, new kid on the block. Conan O'Brien wrote yep. that one with yep. uh, Sarah Gilbert as the as Bart's crush. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. My fa- one of my favorite one-offs ever, which which gets cut in the in the early syndication episodes, which is they call for Afghani. Oh, the two, out, two guys, the two from guys, Kabul? and they're just yeah, two guys from Kabul, and they're just sitting there staring. <laughs> Sometimes at each I other. think you want to fail. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a great oh yeah one-off joke. Man, it's that's it, cut for syndication. It's cut for yeah. syndication. That's one of the best jokes in the episode. I get very angry about syndication cuts in my book. Oh. You should read it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I have read it. Ah, gotcha. I have read it. Yeah. Uh, you've listened to it. You mean. kids it. out there, they would cut them for syndication. Everyone's like watching it on DVD or online. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's and that's what's interesting is uh, for me, anyways. That I I grew up watching it all, and then of course once the DVDs came out, I bought all the DVDs, and now I only watch them on DVDs. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where I'm watching on DVDs, and I and there's a joke that's that's off slightly, not off, but like just in, in terms of my own memory, right? Mm. Where I'm like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the show when I watched it on syndication. And it's really funny. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of really funny ones. Because you cut what's the, the stuff that doesn't move the plot forward. What's the one, so, uh, yeah. Lisa's Wedding with Pepsi? The Pepsi one? Is that another one? Oh, is that the, oh, the, the, the uh, Troy, McClure's Troy McClure's teaching he's, school? He's and, like, <laughs> how refreshed are you? Pepsi? Yes, a little girl <laughs> in Iowa. Are you a Pepsi? Partial credit. That's right. That's so funny. <laughs> that and is also a syndication cut. Yeah. That's, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's maddening if you. Uh, we yeah. try, I, or at least I try and point out syndication cuts in in the podcast as we go. If I if I recognize. Yeah, them, I don't remember to... most of them. Yeah. Uh, because like, 
as I said, like my experience was watching them in syndication on CBC Global and CTV when they were just in, on blocks and blocks and blocks, yeah. hours and hours of Simpsons. Seven episodes a day. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Syndication was the best when you only had rabbit ears. Yep, it was definitely. the best. Um, and so after that, it was when I was an undergrad. like, um, And I was just like, I'm going to watch The Simpsons, all of them on the internet, and it's going to be amazing. And that was that was my next viewing of The Simpsons, and now I just watch them all on DVD or whenever they get released on iTunes. They're going backwards on iTunes. Did you know that? So they're starting with the most recent? They start with the most recent seasons and then go backwards. It's painful. <laughs> Absolutely painful. I'm sure someone at Fox thought that was just a terrific. Well, we don't want to we don't erode the the DVD sales. Yeah, that are that's right. That's I'm right. sure that's that right. was. What did they do? They were <laughs> they were they were starting at the en- at the at the end like the the most recent ones, and then they put out seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, all my favorites, all my favorites. <laughs> so I bought season two because there's like some great there's episodes. Some good in episodes there. Yeah. Lisa's mm-hmm. substitute. Uh, Lisa's. Um, oh, sorry, um, Mr. Plow. Fantastic. Yeah. That's my yeah. name. Great example of, of that level of writing that they started to hit in the fourth four season. Like, not only do they introduce Linda Ronstadt out of nowhere, <laughs> but she, she then keeps <laughs> recurring. Yeah. And, 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 and the ads keep getting weirder and weirder yeah. for yeah. Mr. Plow or for Plow King, I mean. And, yeah. yeah. Old Man Winter. Yeah. Um, Lisa's first word. Was it the first? Fla- no, it was not the first flashback episode. No, no. it's the third, I think. Because yeah. we, we saw The Way We Was and I Married Marge so far. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this would be the third one. Yeah. This and a would, great one. This would be one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite. Yes. I think this might be my favorite episode. This is the episode that makes you cry. Yep, every time. Yeah. <laughs> 100% every time. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. Is it, yeah. is, it the, is it the wall of pictures of Maggie? Is that, that one is um, or that Maggie one, makes three. And Maggie makes three. All right. That is, one this also makes me. Yes. Cry. <laughs> All right. All right. But this one ends with Maggie's first word. Yeah. There we go. All right. So daddy and it's daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> uh, we'll Homer, take a moment now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homer's triple bypass. I love this episode. Yep. Yeah. Um, if Dr. only Nick. for yeah for Doctor Nick. Nick and for the uh, the kid that he visits at the mechanic or whatever. Um, I just love that joke where he's like, he's like, my, my, uh, something's wrong with my, my engine or something. He's like, uh, I think it's your heart. It's on his last thump. It's like, Ooh, I thought it was my, my, uh, transmission yeah. drives away. And the kid comes up and he's like, where's he going? He's like, Billy, you remember that old Chevy we just couldn't fix? <laughs> We're going to sell him to Mr. Papadopoulos. <laughs> You're a dull boy, Billy. <laughs> That's a joke that always sticks out in my brain and I think it's great. Marge versus the monorail. That top five, be, yes, may, you know, top. fights for the very best. I, I yeah. there's another one that I name the best, but any given moment I could switch to Marge versus exactly Monorail. right, yeah. right, right. But Deep uh, Space Homer would be the, the other one in uh, my yeah. sort of personal top three. Yeah, <laughs> um, another written by Conan O'Brien. That's right. That's right. Um, Selma's choice. And it's I, this is the one I actually open like because I actually have this memory of the beer goggles joke. Oh right, and the beer go- goggles joke. Obviously, at a campus pub full of people watching The Simpsons, which was a thing that actually would you literally pub packed to the rafters, quiet, reverent <laughs> seats arranged, kind of in a stadium format to watch the thing. That, yeah. that was how how it went. And that joke was just like you could not have killed better with a joke right, right. than beer goggles and the and, perfect demographic yeah, yeah. and yeah i mean across the board very very good and yes. you know i mean the you know like lisa drinking the water on the on the <laughs> i am the, the lizard queen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you doctor well i'm not a doctor uh, 
So that and was, all the, and, and, and I actually kind of use it as the example. Like they were so completely nailing it that this was just, that was like, that was like the baseline of quality that they'd established mm-hmm. by that point. Cause yeah. you'd already had, you know, Marjorie's the monorail and mm-hmm. Camp Krusty and all this. So you knew this was going to be something else. Yeah. It got to that point where you're really excited for the, the new episode because and they keep having to top themselves and yep. they succeed mostly. Yeah. And, uh, they do in the next episode, brother from the same planet. Brother, brother from the same planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with another excellent Phil Hartman character. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Tom was that his name? Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Uh, one-off oh, the, Phil Hartman character. Oh, the the the, the big, the big brother, brother program. Yeah. 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 At uh, Pepsi, Peppy, Peppy. And <laughs> <laughs> the at Bart's uh, ray gun where <laughs> he shoots Martin in the head with it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll oh, be okay man. in a couple hours. <laughs> Just, I haven't seen that one in a while. I should. That's. A, I'm, I'm not remembering it's, it. It's. Is. It's so absurd. It's so the, crazy. The fight, the fight in the aquarium yeah, at the, the end, and yeah. where, where he's using starfish as throwing stars. Yeah. So funny. He falls on the fire hydrant. This is even more painful than it looks. <laughs> uh, I love Lisa. Mm. Pretty. Ra- when pretty Ralph good. became the Ralph we know today, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm okay without that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I always find the, like, too much when, Ralphisms? Yeah. When, okay. as I always find when Ralph moves, uh, to more of a front and center character that mm. I get really tired of him really quick. Mm. Um, mostly because I just end up feeling bad for him. <laughs> right. Um, he is, yeah. he is quietly tragic. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hilariously so. But yes. Yeah. Sure. He um, makes a hell of an Abe Lincoln. <laughs> he does. That's right. He does make a hell of an Abe Lincoln. And that actually, come to think of it, that episode has the, the Lesser Known President song. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. great little one-off. Okay, I might, I might enjoy it on the next time around, but I remember... <laughs> and uh, can I just mention another joke that's my favorite is Monster Mash, when the radio station plays Monster Mash, yeah. both at the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode. Do you remember that? No, not at all. Oh, really? Oh, so like this is an episode that like made me so sad for Ralph. It's Valentine's that I didn't Day. Want to watch it? Again. <laughs> and he plays Monster Mash, and he's like, "Why did you play that song?" He's like, "Well, you know, it's a bunch of monsters getting together, keeping their evil in check." You played the wrong tape, didn't you? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, it's President's Day, and he's like, "Here's a tune going out for President's Day," and it's a Monster Mash. He's like, "Doggone it!" <laughs> And that's actually the closing credits are yeah. the Monster Mash. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's funny. That's it's a great episode. This was, they, 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 now it's kind of, you know, the Ralph as this kind of strange, non-sequitur spouting, yeah. you know, thing. I think that was where they kind of introduced that aspect of the character. He'd always been a little... Yeah, well... Because, I mean, if you go back to what Lisa's pony, he's actually... He's got a different voice. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, well, but what man can tame her? Yeah, he's <laughs> it's basically thing. Nelson. Yeah. 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 But... Um, um, Duffless. Great Duffless, episode. good episode. Yeah. yeah. I like that they finally address Homer's alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> and then abandon that. And yeah, and then completely. Uh, but at least they tried. Yeah. yeah. At the very least. Uh, and it ended with a sweet, on a sweet note yeah. where he decided yeah. to go. Visit to the Duff Brewery, which is a, a, oh, a classic. So good. Yeah. Classic. The Spider's bit. Curse. Yeah. Um, and uh, like quote a Bible verse. <laughs> Thou shalt not <laughs> the hell with this. He just throws a rock, a rock at him. Uh... And episode 17, uh, Last Exit <laughs> to Springfield. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, uh, for the record, it w- is what I named the best ever. Yeah. And, yeah. and I still, I mean, it's still... You go in depth. A, there's not a bad line. Well, I, I, yeah. When I was writing the book, I thought, I will do one front to back just to kind of explain how much there is in, in, in a city. Right. This was, you know, even, even so 12, 13 years ago I wrote that book, mm-hmm. that, that was still not, like, TV was still not respected. 
Yeah. Most of the poor man's, <laughs> you know, movies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, in a way, it was aimed uh, at that audience, which maybe only knew the show in passing and had mm-hmm. never realized, oh, there's like a single episode of The Simpsons. Is it it's like packed with so many uh, jokes? Is and... its own little, you know, lesson in in cultural media studies. And yeah. So. Well, and you're and you're not alone in naming that as your favorite. Like I, I've read a lot of critics who name it as their favorite episode of all time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and actually, and, and I mean, there are probably ones that I well. There's not many that I find as funny, but but you know, like there might be ones I think funnier. I just think it holds together. They do things right. like, you know, like I love the little, you know, throwback to you know the early days of the atom smashing, which turns into oh, this yeah. little like thirty second so great. crazy of American labor history. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and the Japanese the... no sandwiches. <laughs> Bosh, Flimshaw, <laughs> um, or the 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 Grinch parody at the end is great as well. Which is brilliant. Yeah. The way you describe that, I think, is uh, is 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 really great in the book. How you say that the animation changes ever so slightly mm-hmm. to just like give Burns this uh, this surreal quality that makes that that, like, that homages ev- the Grinch. Yeah, that yeah. evokes yeah. the Grinch because he's got that grin on and he's got that face and he mm-hmm. pulls Smithers close and it's mm-hmm. like. Um, it, it's really great, and it's an example of of references serving the story rather than the story serving references. Yeah. Rather than, um, oh, we're going to do a Dr. Zeus thing this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or where and it's, it's like, the... you know what would be great here? <laughs> it was if we did a Dr. Zeus thing yeah. Yeah. To, to match this. That would be great. It's also got a great one-off character in The Dentist. I really the, like dentist the Dentist is character. great. The big yeah. book of British <laughs> smiles. Why must you fill my <laughs> office with lies? <laughs> um I, I hate not to a do bad this, um, but uh, when did you have to get going again? Uh, 8.30. 8.30? Uh, it's, we, got, we got about 10 minutes. We got about 10 right. minutes. So um, Let's just quickly run through the last few. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Skip That's it. That's the one I was saying. You're yep. Although like. even then, it was, it was a totally self-aware. It was when they could still do self-awareness and, the, and it wasn't sort of tiring. Yeah. And like, you could so tell, too, like they, they probably were this was something they were forced to do right it's not mm. like let's make a clip show that'll be really fun or who and knows so maybe they, they were like the, the production schedule was behind and it was like we had to right. do something quick so a let's lot get... of episodes in one season and, and, and I mean there's a lot of ways that you could make a clip show work but letting Troy McClure host it means that it's still <laughs> going all the little interstitial bits are fantastically entertaining right it's right Troy McClure it's, yeah uh, well, yeah. this was this was the one with the April this, Fool's Day. Yeah, this Day. is the April Fool's Day one. The 138th episode spectacular. Oh, is that, okay, so I don't... Oh, the, the... Yes, now yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. That that's is, in that season is, seven. That is less defensible. I, yes. Am, <laughs> I love that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's Troy McClure. Yeah, no, that's yes. what I mean. The, the yeah. one in season four is less defensible. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit more rote. Um, yeah. The Front. Oh, that's the... They where, they, where they become writers for the... Yeah. yeah. One of the first great self-parodies of the of the writing room itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Eggheads from Harvard. Yeah. Um, I actually did my uh, is it his PhD in life experience? Or whatever. <laughs> 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 throws the yeah. throws the name thing at him. Yeah. Uh, uh, whacking day, yeah, whacking Great, day. Barry White. If you're gonna have Barry White, that's what that's what you do <laughs> with Barry White. Yeah, <laughs> make him sing about sexy snakes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I've always liked that one. I, I I always like ones where it's like the the history of Springfield is fake, mm. like Lisa the Iconoclast, no. mm-hmm. and this is where it starts pretty much. Yeah. Um, margin chains. Mm-hmm. That's where she steals the Kentucky bourbon. Oh yeah, brownest of the brown liquor. <laughs> right. What's that? You want me to drink you? I'm in the middle of a trial. <laughs> and if Hello, David. I'm really tempted. <laughs> Just because take it one if, day at a time. Because if and remember, Lionel Hutz was you. going to have a sponsor, of course it would be David. Of Crosby. course, <laughs> <laughs> it's David Crosby is so great. Uh, and. The final episode is Krusty gets canceled, which is an all-time classic. Yes, yeah. uh, one of the best. Yeah, and and, it's, and, it, and shows you exactly like the if you take that and then look at a celebrity-packed 
cameo, more contemporary one, that's mm-hmm. the difference. I mean, like, exactly because it's it's still about crusty. It doesn't yeah. become even. You know, they knew how to use the the celebrity guests sparingly and to the right effect. Like yeah. even look at the episode with George Harrison, um, the the B Sharps episode. Mm-hmm. Like he literally has like three lines. It's like one of the biggest guest stars they could have got. And they're like, let's just have him like remark at how Homer is a, what a nice fellow when he's what eating a, nice a bunch fellow. of brownies. <laughs> like that's the yeah. perfect way to use a huge guest star like that in a comedy yeah. show. Like don't make it about the guests. Make it about the the core, the Simpsons, or the the characters that we know. Yeah, I hate to say anything good about the auto auto show, but they did that well with Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, that yeah. that that uh, first act we've talked about. Yes. I don't think I've seen the auto show in a while, so I'm not remembering it as the doesn't hold up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just that was one we just did recently. Fair at the end of season three, it, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, Krusty gets canceled. It's just fantastic. Oh, it's, yeah. what, I think one of the first where you get the, where they've really turned Krusty into this old showbiz hack, like the yeah. depth of that, yeah. the fact that he's you know you know wasteful and has all these famous friends and you know is kind of kind of on the verge of falling apart. And a time. really fascinating character move on the on 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 the part of the writers, like to to make him into that. Every single time they they add something to Krusty, I always liked it. Uh, up until obviously the end of the golden years when yeah whatever right <laughs> what season does he get a daughter out of nowhere oh well, that's late episode, but, but it's, yeah, yeah i think that's 12 um, or 13 that's I where think. you can see them starting to just yeah, yeah throw yeah. spin throw their wheels the wall. and stuff yeah. like that yeah like um, maybe mo gets a cell phone <laughs> <laughs> in in our uh, last couple of minutes here uh i would like to ta- uh, ask uh, you a few questions about the book mm. if uh that's all right sure, with you yeah. um so We've uh, we've read it. Uh, well, Alan's read it a couple of times. I've listened to it on audiobook a few times. Um, have you heard the audio? Not the whole thing. No, just enough to know what it sounds like. And there there are mixed reviews because they <laughs> actually do kind of imitate, try to imitate some of the. The reader does his best yeah, yeah. <laughs> impressions of the character. Yeah. That's that's a generous interpretation compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to be nice because he's 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 a he's a good narrator. If, if you're wondering, uh, other than other than signing signing the rights uh, <laughs> on the contract, I had nothing to do with the production of it. They they were an audio. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Yeah. About no, no, how no, I mean, audiobooks, probably yeah. today, uh, like it being a very different kind of publishing right. world. I might have said, why don't we? You know, try and do something interesting with the audiobook because this will be one. It'll be right. a big part of the of the audience, and two, it's such it's a show that lends itself to, or the the subject to, matter to lends hearing itself the to cadence doing something. And yeah. that kind of I mean, stuff, we couldn't yeah. get the rights to the to the actual clips. I know that. Mm, I mean, that wasn't, right. That yeah. Was a total non-starter. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely wasn't gonna. No. <laughs> they're the worst when it comes to that. Mm. Um. So one thing that I really wanted to uh, that I really wanted. To, to, to ask you about was um, you mentioned uh, near the end of the book um, the, uh, the reason I'm bringing this one up is because we just had an election mm. in this country um, and you mentioned the Canadian Conservative Party um, being essentially an American family values import mm. um, when and I'm meaning like the Reform Party and the the Alliance Party, and then it turns into the yeah. The that would have been that, that would have been just as it was moving from sort of Preston Manning's yeah. sort of more social conservative thing to Stephen Harper's ruthless neocon. <laughs> yeah. Kind of so machine. you yeah. may have just answered my question, but um, <laughs> do you think the that's the case? Uh, the, has it continued to be the case since your book came out? Do you no, feel no? no? They, they, that was I mean the, they basically recognized. And probably had by the time I was writing mm-hmm. um, that they could not win a majority government 
if they if they came across as too social conservative, if they talked about, you know, things like uh, uh, abortion and and certain other sort of sort of social conservative touchstones that it just would never fly nationwide. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that Harper did over the years was slowly uh, move away from that while keeping those people just happy enough with the amount of power they were getting the rest of it. Not a lot of them abandoned them completely until very late. Mm-hmm. Um, even Manning until, you know, the last year or so wouldn't speak ill of him in public, even though it was sort of well known that Manning thought that they'd sort of lost their way and abandoned most of their core values. The rest of the, anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I think they, they realized you can't be a uh, social conservative party the way you can't, the way the Republicans can in the U.S. because you've just got, I mean, like the, the, America, the United States is just a way more religious mm-hmm. society. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but like a significant... 20, 30% are, are you know... Uh, so no, Christianity is the number one religion in every single state. Yeah, and, and, and heavy Christianity, not sort of, you know, not United Church, not Anglican, right. not yeah. sort of, you know, oh, yeah, we kind of think God's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Know, you know. It's like very, yeah, very deep set. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, sorry, I'm jumping all around here. No, no, I, had a, I had a couple of notes that I just yeah. really wanted to get to. Um, you... Dedicate several chapters uh, to each member of the Simpsons family. Mm. Um, Homer, you describe as the American id. Mm. Um, Bart as the punk rock uh, icon. Icon, yeah. Mm. Um, Lisa represents the rise of social activism and like the heart of the show. And um, Marge, what happens to a society whose authority and religion have lost their credibility? And Burns, <laughs> I've always enjoyed why that you put Burns in on basically equal footing right. as the rest of the, the family, core, yeah. right? The, the, like the, the rest of the Simpsons. And he's obviously um, a representation of, of capitalism, um, but like, why do you find that he, other than being a great, great character, deserves to be put on equal footing as the rest of the, of the family? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure part of the reason is just because I, I like Burns episodes best, so <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about them more. But no, I think, I mean, the, I, I think that the conceit there was that uh, he he's the face of authority. There are other authorities, but mm-hmm. he's the one that kind of rules over them all. So if you wanted to talk about the show's relationship with authority, he was the best way to do that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I'm trying to remember if it's in that chapter because it's been a while since I've looked through it myself. But, you know, I do sort of talk about, you know, Mayor Quimby and, and, and Chief Wiggum and the rest of them. But, yeah. uh, you know, Burns is... You know, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a, an, an establishment, if there's the people who run things mm-hmm. in contemporary North America, Burns is their, their sort of avatar. Right. It's also uh, the, like so it was, the, it was the way to talk about that part of the, the, the show's, you know, sort of, it's critique of, of capitalist society, it's critique <laughs> of, of power and authority generally and corruption and, and, yeah. and the rest of it. So, uh, and it is, I mean, I think more than any other relationship outside of the Simpsons home, the, the, the sort of single most important relationship you could maybe argue the, the kids and, and, and their school but is Homer's job that's yeah. the, the one other major site of of sort of things happening and and, mm-hmm. and you know defining the show and you know, we were talking about graining earlier one of the things you know that was kind of kind of interesting and clever of him was was wanting Homer to work in a nuclear power plant just because he wanted to constantly be able to you know, critique, critique the nuclear power. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Even though that eventually falls by the wayside and Burns just becomes this, you know, sort of uber capitalist, you know. And almost more of the jokes are on his age than his... On his age or on... Or, <laughs> or built around things like the Germans buying the power right. plant or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, um, and I guess the last one for the the one that I will we'll have to let you go on is, uh, do you think there's, um, there's another, uh, I guess, cultural signpost cultural benchmark that um 
like the new generation can maybe mm. latch on to that could even rival the Simpsons, or are we too saturated at this <laughs> yeah, point? Yeah, well, I'm probably too old to tell you what it is if there if it's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the thing now is that you just can't you can't own people's sort of mind share the way you could when there were only three or four channels. You know, even if people had cable, there were you know there were still only the handful of big networks where people still did all you know at the same time. Other than live events, I mean, there's nothing else where everyone's going to sit down at the same time on a given mm. evening and watch a thing. Right. So you just don't have certainly the the TV you know TV shows generally pop music sort of the same way. There's no single track through you know like no one's we're not all following the same charts anymore. We're yeah. not all going to the same record store to see what they have you know in the new release bins or whatever. So that ability to kind of dictate, and I don't think it's a bad thing that it's gone, yeah. but the, the one thing that got lost with it is the ability to kind of all you know communally share in this one giant cultural event. I, I think they must still exist, and I think you know social media and, and, and uh, uh, certain kinds of live events and, uh, are, are filling that space. It's just a lot more fractured, I think. I don't think you can probably point to a single cultural institution, which is part of the reason I think why, and this, this wasn't evident when I started in on the book, but why it, it, you know, if it does hold up, it's because that was the last time everyone kind of agreed on Hmm. the thing that was setting the tone of the, of the culture in so far as anything ever does. And, and uh, now there's, it's hard to, it would be hard to point at a single. There's a lot more competition. Yeah. yeah. And when people are, you know, I look at, 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 you know, just my, like I said, my daughter's 10 and is now getting to the point where she's sort of dictating along with her friends their own sort of shared culture. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the place. It's yeah. what they happen to run into. It's what Netflix happened to, you know, uh, put all of on, you know, like yeah. my, my daughter at one point got into uh, um, My Little Pony cartoons. Mm-hmm. And all yep. I knew about them was the fact that there are these, was this phenomenon called bronies. That was the yeah. only thing I knew. <laughs> yeah, about. hilarious. Um, so I wasn't—you're not quite sure what do you think of that, but then yeah, you, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you it know, almost seems like that's a little bit of, the... of an. It's actually quite a cleverly written show, or whatever. But yeah. yeah, there's nothing. It's hard to imagine a single thing that's ever going to talk to that generation all as one. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're all listening. Here's our. Here's our, our message of the week. Kind yeah. Of well, yeah. it almost seems like a lot of the things that do touch a generation these days uh, are a lot shorter in span, mm-hmm. too, because be, maybe because of, you know, the rise of Netflix and all that stuff. But it just seems like there's 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 a lot more fads, I guess, for lack right. of a better term, for a lot of the current pop culture stuff that I see, you know, uh, even friends of ours who teach drama camps or whatnot, they talk about, you know, oh, the kids are really into Frozen right now. And, uh, you know, Frozen has lasted for a while, but I think it's starting on the, on the decline now. And, you know, <clears throat> Star Wars just came out and people are, I saw a little kid at Walmart the other day really wanting a BB-8 helmet, you know, and like, I feel like that will probably last a while, but mm-hmm. who knows what will take over it. I don't know. It's, Comes in waves now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and w- definitely you've got a shorter amount of time to hold people's attention. And, exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. and you don't have, I mean, the other thing is that, I mean, I, the, the ritual of it to some degree, the fact that it was, you know, every, initially it was every Thursday mm-hmm. and then every Sunday, this was, there was going was to be, that was do. when everyone was going, no one could see the new episode before you. Everyone yeah. was going to see it at the same time. That's that right. sort of thing. So, yeah, that's right. Um, and we now get that, I think with live events, which is why live events have actually maybe taken on a bigger yeah, it space seems like in the in the color. I mean, no one really paid. I don't remember growing up people paying much attention to Oscars telecasts or right. Or these, whereas <laughs> these things seem to to have gotten bigger. Yeah, uh, people yeah. do big yeah. events and things yeah. like yeah. We do an Oscar party yeah. all the time. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, 
thank you so much. We've uh, we've kept you long enough. Um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight, your thoughts on season four. Um, hopefully, you can come back sometime and uh, hang out with us in Boathouse Studios again. Definitely. Um, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, the book is Planet Simpson: How a Cartoon Masterpiece Documented an Era and Defined Generation, and uh, it's on uh, Amazon. It's on. Uh, it's in local bookstores. I see it see it around there as well. Um, yeah, and uh, it's also on audiobook, Audible, on iTunes, yeah. and Audible. And you can listen to very, very bad uh, <laughs> imitations of this. Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, still quite entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> keeps keeps me entertained. So, yeah, so check the book out. Is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else happening? No, that'll do for now. Great. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thanks so thanks much. Thanks so much, Chris Turner, and we'll, we'll see you guys later. All right. Thanks for having me. So we'll march day and night by the big cooling tower. They have the plant, but we have the power. So that was our chat with Chris Turner. Um, thanks so much, for Chris, for coming down and, and chatting with us. It was really, really a lot of fun, and we really appreciate him coming down and, you know, basically talking to two strangers. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah, but, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah. um, clearly knows his stuff, and it was it was really great just being like, "Come on in, this is Boathouse. Have a seat. Let's do this." Yeah, uh, yeah. He had to he had to run off. Um, he's busy, busy man. Yeah, he's a busy guy. Yeah. So um, the fact that he could take an hour out of his day and like that that was really great. Especially probably in a location that's far from him. It seems like so. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe not far, but just not. In his immediate vicinity. Not super convenient. Yeah, so it, it was really, really, we really appreciate it, um, if yeah. you're listening, Chris. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's this episode. Um, that's pretty much all it's going to be, is just our, our chat with Chris and a mm-hmm. um, little preview of season four. But we will be back very soon to get started on season four um, with the first two episodes of season four, which that's are right. Camp Krusty and Streetcar Named Marge. That's right. Um, we're going to keep trying to get in some new guests and bring back some old favorites and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But, uh, if you have any, uh, you know, suggestions or recommendations, uh, corrections or omissions, you know, if you want to correct Chris, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure I've, I probably said something wrong at some point. Um, so feel free to correct me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can always shoot us an email at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Uh, of course we're on Facebook, two bad neighbors and our, uh, Twitter of course is bad neighbors pod. So please get in touch with us. If you want a guest on the show, uh, like I said, we're always looking for new guests, uh, especially if you're in Calgary area. But, uh, if you're not, uh, we can always Skype you in. Sure. Can. Um, you know, uh, we'd love to get previous Simpsons writers. I mean, that's... Bill Oakley. That'd be cool. Hey. Josh Weinstein. <laughs> um, or Steen? Weinstein? Yeah, I think I guess the first step is to get his name right. Yeah. <laughs> step one. Step Matt one. Groening. Matt Groening? Chairs yeah. right there. Yeah, we got we got a spot for you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, aside from that, um, we'll be back soon. Anything else you want to say to close things off, Greg? Um, nope. This is good. Great. Had a lot of fun tonight, man. Yeah, me too. We'll be uh, We'll be back in a week. That's right. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow along on the episodes with us, uh, your homework is Camp Krusty and Streetcar Named Marge. You're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. And uh, thanks again, and fare thee well. Neighborinos. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.